Hi. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Shall we start? Yes. Well, hi, my name is Sandra. Welcome to my mixtape. I'm tired. And you are? Roseanne, gender bent, Shane Madage. And this is Capitalism. Yeah. Thanks. Time. I hate Boy. it. Okay. <laughs> As always, when we begin, I have to ask, what have I missed? Um, in the few days that we haven't talked, shocking. Shocking, honestly. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, not much. I've just been organizing a lot because um, um, I don't want to get too technical, but like, I've noticed that whenever my depression spikes, my OCD spikes as well. So I've just been organizing, then yeah. messing up, then organizing. Yes. And my mom's just like, Hosan, your closet looks fine. Just just maybe relax, read a book. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. The pants, they're not, I'm lying. Moms always know. I could call my mom and I talk about anything and she's like, how you know that when you get really anxious, you end up getting sick because you get so anxious about one specific circumstance or one specific event that will happen in the future even if it's happy anxious and then you just you crash can you please do some breathing exercises and I'm like yeah I will and then after we hang up I'm like how did she know and I'm like Sandra please it's the mom power I don't know if it's the mom power or the fact that I'm on the phone talking frantically do you know what I mean I mean, I didn't talk frantically though. I was fairly calm. I was like, how did she know? And then I was like, she's known you for 21 years. Maybe that's the hint. Maybe maybe it's the experience, bro. What about you? What have I missed with you? Um, In terms of many things, not much. (laughs) I'm literally just recovering from like health stuff. I feel the need to always say this. Hi, anyone who's listening, it's not COVID related. It's just chronic illness, okay? I just feel like right now during pandemic season that you have to clarify. That is true. Like whenever I see my friends, like if they're like, oh, do you want to hang out or like call or something? And I'm like, no, I can't, I'm sick. And they're like, COVID? And I'm like, nope. Just my immune system being like, fuck you, not today. Yeah. Like, just to let you know, like, I've been, I'm a part of the elite group known as the vaccinated. Uh, what is it? And what is it? But both times, it doesn't matter. My immune system kind of freaks out a little bit. So uh, I get very tired. That's about it. So uh, if you're considering getting vaccinated, um, stop with the consideration and just kind of go for it if you can, because uh, not to be very TMI or anything about my own personal situations, but um, I got what is now considered the less great version of the vaccine. And uh, I think it's much better than not getting any of them at this point. That is true. Because uh, I don't... Like, people keep saying that it's optional and you're the one that chooses, but it doesn't seem very optional when people are like, hi, you can't do anything that you want to do. Like, you can't travel to another town or you can't, uh, what is it, go on holidays. That doesn't seem optional to me. 
Uh, not in my likelihood anyway. So I just kind of uh, did the responsible thing and followed what was being suggested. So, yeah. Yeah. But regardless, I will say I I was in health. I'm in healthcare, So I was going to get vaccinated anyway because it kind of feels stupid to be like around various strangers that I don't know treating them and just acting like there isn't a virus like present. Yeah. <laughs> The thing I find weird, um, one of my cousins, right, um, she's, she's like, not, she's not a professional nurse, but she's, like, a nurse in training. Yes. So she's been helping out during the COVID, like, um, she doesn't actually work, she doesn't have a job. It's, like, voluntary, like, uh, work experience? Yeah, like, she used to be a nurse ages ago, um, just to clarify, I mean, my cousin is old as F. She's not young. <laughs> Sorry, she's she's very much into her adulthood. She's not just yeah, like someone like who just turns twenty that, or something. So. Yeah, yeah. She's not a professional nurse, but she works in healthcare. Uh, it genuinely shocked me when I found out that she doesn't believe in the vaccine, and I'm like, "You're you're a nurse, though. How do how do you uh, how do you read everything and say nah, nah, I'm yeah, good." And like she's, uh, she's also one of those essential oil people. Like instead of bringing her kid medicine or something, she tries like seven different home remedies first. And I guess that's okay because you shouldn't automatically go to medicine, you know, uh, because of antibiotic resistance. Yeah. But I'm also like, bro, your kid is clearly sick. Just stop with the lavender and get him paracetamol. Yeah, like I'm all for home remedies. Like let's not lie. Uh- I'm Portuguese, born and raised, so, like, obviously there's going to be some tradition, like, yeah, you have a sore throat, let's do some tea and honey. Do you know what I mean? Like, like in any other culture, tea and honey, or, like, warm milk, or let's get some, like, dry bread, like, or some toast or whatever for this stomach yeah. ache. Yeah, I'm all for yeah, that. Like, like, the headaches, my parents always give me walnuts, even though I hate them. They sometimes work, like, I do feel much better after eating them. Yeah. But you're also not the kind of person that is like, I literally have a migraine right now. Can you just help? And your parents are like, walnut? Like, no. Clearly, clearly not. (laughs) No. I don't, um, I don't know. There was, I remember being at work, like, when the vaccines were still rolling out, like, just in the beginning, beginning. And there would be a lot of people that would, like, ask our opinions as healthcare workers, and I, like, from a professional standpoint, but just in a personal, like, science reading and assess assessing uh, thought, I was like, look, uh, I don't care if uh, it's only immunocompromised or people with certain conditions, because here's the problem. If you don't have, like, access to medical care for most of your life, you could have a life-threatening condition and not know about it. So, yeah. just... Take the vaccine, um, if it's offered to you, obviously, because, you know, there's a protocol yeah. for everything. But, like, don't worry about it. If it's a vaccine, it has to be government approved in various stages. So, and also, this yeah. is coming from the person who took the, I won't be afraid to say it, the AstraZeneca after the blood clot thing. Like, I tell you, one week after the the thing being like, oh... AstraZeneca causes blood clots in certain individuals. I was like, okay, I, cool. Yeah. 
cool. Uh, I know what I'm getting into. And then uh, they they called and they were like, are you on any anticoagulants and stuff? And I was like, nope. And I took it and I was like, well, it is what it is. <laughs> like, like, whatever happens, happens. Because I can't control, like, what a vaccine is going to do in my body. I'm just going to let it happen. Although I loved those TikToks that were going around for a long time. Um, the one where it's like, oh, if you did this as a, like, if you ate grass as a kid, you don't have to worry about what's in the vaccine. <laughs> and one of my favorite ones was like, um, this girl, she was like, guys, I genuinely don't understand why us girls are worried. We take birth control. We don't have to worry about the vaccine. I, I was like, oh. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. But uh, I'll say, though, uh, I was on birth control and I checked it and it said, like, oh, if you have risk of blood clots, you shouldn't take this specific one. And I was just like, I'm going to stop taking it and get my vaccine because I don't need to be worried about a potential. You know what I mean? Because you know how I am. I would be take. I get the vaccine. I'm perfectly fine. And then I'm in my bedroom, like literally just lying down, going to sleep. And I'm like. So what if I get a blood clot? Like, I just, I, like, yeah, I, I don't know what part of my brain does that, but I don't need that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel, like, yeah, sometimes I get the feeling that Sandra is a bit of a hypochondriac, and I'm like, it's okay. I still accept you for what you are, you sick individual. <laughs> I'm actually not. That's the funny thing. The problem is that um, I have extreme anxiety paired with uh experience of going to hospitals during my childhood not like for my own expense but in general so then I grow up and I have like uh difficulty breathing and stuff let's say during a pandemic and uh and like hypothetically this happened what is it and uh I'm just like I take it on and I'm like okay that's fine I have difficulty breathing um I'm just going to get that checked whenever I can, but I can't get it checked right now because we're in a pandemic. And then my yeah. and then I end up going to the hospital because my body decides like you're ill now. No self-care. That is there what it is. Go. There you go. And uh then my dad's like I think uh, like my dad not like and this could be a possible my dad was like I think the vaccine caused, like, a blood clot or something. And I was like, aha, sorry to correct you, pal, but I've been feeling like this since 2020 and I didn't say anything because I started a new job and I was like, my body's just in fish. And then it kept going forever. And I was like, okay, this might be a problem, but um, I don't know how to sort it. I'm going to leave it. And now I am where I am. So just to prove that I'm not a hypochondriac, but genuinely went to a hospital and they were like, yeah, one of your lungs. Um, mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you don't say." Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like for the longest time, I genuinely thought that the reason I can't run very well, um, well, I can't run full stop, mm -hmm. but like I would get so out of breath, even from like just like walking up a hill, and I would look like I just ran a marathon. And I was like, "Man, it's just because I'm unfair and I've asthma." And my doctor, like, I went for a checkup a while ago, and they're like. Your lungs are a bit too small for your body, mate. Like, mm. I was like, oh, that's why it's painful when I breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's very hard for me to listen to you, uh, to, for, for me not to, like, empathize with you. Like, I obviously do, because I'm like, that's fucked up. There's, there's no, 
Like, it doesn't make sense why us in the 21st century, we have, like, very chronic problems. And we just kind of take it on and we're like, oh, this makes sense. This makes sense now that I got it researched. <laughs> like, it's, I find it genuinely funny that me and Sandra would just be like, dude, guess why I'm in pain? And the other one would be like, that makes sense. Like, we're genuinely happy. We're just like, yeah, everything makes sense. Like, why we're in pain? Like, like, in our head, we're like, I'm experiencing this pain that other people don't experience, but it's just my body being weird. And then a healthcare professional says something and we're like, oh, that's, that's, oh, I say, I say that I was happy, but when I got diagnosed with whatever's going on, uh, cause I don't want to talk about it that much. My literal reaction was, oh, um, okay. Um, how does, how did that happen and they were like we think it's because of this and i was like mm-hmm. Mm and what's the next thing and then they're like um exams <laughs> so what was i saying oh yeah um yeah i try to act all chill now and i'm like yeah i know what's going on with my body i still don't know much <laughs> so that's what's going on with me uh, that could be an iconic quote i don't know much <laughs> that's my way of keeping the peace i'm like hi i know what's going on with my body i don't know how to fix it i need more professional help so i'm not gonna not gonna talk about it anymore <laughs> i just don't want to I feel like that's all I talk about nowadays because it's just a waiting game now to get more yeah. exams and more results and more info about what the hell's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I should ask, do you have a forgotten figure for me? Yes, I do. Good. I just want to make sure because I wouldn't want to pressure you into having a forgotten figure that you don't have. Don't worry, I have made a new list and there, there are, okay, people who are going to listen are going to be like, well, damn it, Hassan, have some inclusivity in your thing, but I'm sorry. History is <laughs> white. Anyway. I'm sorry that history is one shade of colour. Well, not even, because remember in Arsh how they were like, white and black isn't a colour, they're a hue. And you're like, but they're a colour! <laughs> oh, God. Okay. okay, but who is the forgotten figure this week? This week is a very interesting person called Mr. No, wait, sorry, the wrong. Dr. Joseph Bell. <laughs> who was he? Yes. So... Dr. Joseph Bell was a British or an English doctor born in 1837, and he was the son of another doctor, Dr. Benjamin Bell, and his wife, Cecilia. Um, his, most of the people in his family were doctors, and he studied medicine at the University of Edinburgh, and he qualified in 1859. Mm -hmm. And he was thought of to be this highly highly talented medical student and he mm -hmm. even delivered a dissertation at the royal medical society as a student which they still have in their possession um to this day because it was thought to be a great um teaching piece 
And this guy had such an accomplished medical career that he served as a personal surgeon to Queen Victoria whenever she visited Scotland. Oh, yeah. sorry. I said he was an English doctor. He's a Scottish doctor. Yeah. Hosan <laughs> didn't do that on purpose. She was literally just reading fast. I could see. I could see. Yeah. Sorry. I apologize. Edinburgh is not in England. It is in Scotland. It is indeed. Um. So he was an accomplished Scottish doctor and he was the personal surgeon to Queen Victoria whenever she visited Scotland. And he became president of the Royal College of Surgeons in 1887. Now you may be thinking, okay, he's a pretty cool person, like we get it, but why are you mentioning him? So he was, he, like I said, he had a lot of people in his family that were doctors and he was the great grandchild of the forensic surgeon, Dr. Benjamin Bell, who was the pioneer and really thought to be the first surgeon to practice scientific um, medical procedures. Mm -hmm. And he was also described as the father of the Edinburgh School of Surgery. So he had that in his lineage, but he also became a professional lecturer. And he he had a lot of famous students in his... Classes um, or lectures. Classes, yeah. And why he was such a popular lecturer, like if people had the opportunity to sign up for his class, they would. It was so difficult to get a place in his class. Like people were literally buying their way into his classes mm -hmm. because this guy was extraordinarily talented at observation. Mm -hmm. Like he was able to tell from the tattoos of a sailor where they had sailed. He could tell oh where man's from with their accent. I feel like Sandra knows where I'm going with this. Oh, God. Um, I, I kind of know. Yeah, go. And he could tell the profession of, of his patient just by glancing at their hand. Um, he famously concluded that a man was an alcoholic by observing that he habitually carried a flask in the inside breast of his pocket, in a hidden pocket. In what, what in the Sherlock Holmes is this? <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Keep going. <laughs> Um, here's another few, these are a few more things he's said to have done. Um, yes. He's reported to have noted that another man was a cobbler, which is a shoemaker, yes. by seeing that the inside of the knee of the man's trousers were worn in a particular way. Oh, so yes. So that he was on his knees a lot. Yes. Did not mean that to be an innuendo. No. <laughs> Take your mind out of the gutter. One track mind. Out. Um... <laughs> And he also started the whole um, lying tells. You know, there's very famous ways that people oh say that. Oh my God, you know, he's the he, one that started that? Yeah, he was very well known for being able to tell who was lying to him. Mm. So, like I said, he had very he had a bunch of famous students, but his most famous by far was a little mediocre maybe you haven't heard of him he's a very underground man known as sir arthur conan doyle oh um, my my yeah. yes um, go ahead go ahead go ahead arthur conan doyle first met dr joseph bell in 1877 mm -hmm. when he was a medical student and he served as clerk for him um bell became doyle's mentor and he spent a great time observing like Bell's deductive skills and a lot of people say that Sir Arthur Conan Doyle was the Dr. Watson to Dr. Joseph Bell's Sherlock Holmes and oh. 
And Bell just adored this man. He thought he was just amazing and very talented. And Doyle once wrote him... In fact, actually, he... Sir Arthur Conan Doyle adored him so much that he even based the actual look of Sherlock Holmes off how Dr. Bell used to dress. Because I need to to ask, did he have the hots for this person? Like... The way he describes him, I have a feeling. I have a feeling that in those times it wasn't exactly, you know, you know, accepted. So uh, we're counting this as pride, um, as possible pride. Yeah, Um, I'm going to read you a snip of the letter in a bit. Yes. But Dr. Joseph Bell often wore a long coat and a deerstalker hat, which we all know is a very famous look of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Even though in the books, it's never mentioned that he has a deerstalker hat. But a lot of people assumed it because a lot of people put the two together. Um, <sighs> so, yeah. Um, Arthur, Arthur, you were not subtle, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> and this is a quote from a letter that Doyle once wrote to Bell, thanking him and acknowledging him for his influence on Sherlock Holmes. He said, It is most certainly to you that I owe Sherlock Holmes, round the centre of deduction and inference and observation which I have heard you inculculate that I have tried to build up a man. No one can compare to you. Oh, how the, how how are we as observers reading this supposed to take this other than so yeah um that i just thought was really interesting because i heard a snippet of it on the podcast i'm gonna mention later and i just thought that was so interesting and i was like that is this week's figure I am glad that you brought this figure, but I also am glad that you brought up the podcast because let's just say, Hosan likes to do this really fun thing and she's done it more than once where she's like, oh my God, I have news. And I'm like, oh, I hope it's good news. What is it? Um, and because uh, Hosan says basically, guess what? And I'm like, I have no context. I hope it's good news. Um, and then she's like, I have a new podcast um, that I'm listening to. And I'm like, cool and then uh she's like i'll tell you on sunday and i'm like you absolute i don't even have a word for it i'm just like "Mm, how dare you how dare you come into my virtual home and say this to me (laughs) what can i say i am a trickster you are a trickster i was gonna say we shall move on swiftly enough to the big discussion and funnily enough today we're talking about the list of movies we've watched movies slash tv series we've watched and enjoyed or want to watch um and you just you knocked it out of the park as usual bringing us the inspiration for what is it um Sherlock Holmes (laughs) you're really you're rotten well today you're doing well you're doing well I'm going to tell you something and you're going to either love it or hate it or just laugh. Um, okay. I, as always, I'm ill <laughs> and um, I'm like, yes, uh, let's do this podcast. And I say to myself, okay, so I need to write a list. And uh, I left it till yesterday to write a list. But what I uh, ended up doing was I went to the um, 1990s to pick movies 
but because but surprisingly, okay. surprisingly um since 1990 to 1995 there's there's quite a few there's quite a few uh do i have modern movies no Le- I don't That's need to okay, be. I, do. I don't need to be modern. Yeah, but you're gonna throw something out, and I'm just gonna be like, "Yeah, I love that movie." Like, if you bring up the Matrix, you know I'm gonna say, "Yeah." Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, I was trying to think of the movie with Jackie Chan and um, Chris Rock. Oh, um, Rush Hour. Oh, the Rush the Hour. The Rush Hour franchise is just. I heard they're making a fifth one, and I'm like, please. Nice. Yeah, I heard they are too, and I'm like, first of all, plot. What are we gonna do that's different? But second of all, if you make it, I'll watch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So I have quite a few movies, but I I to like save myself, I did kind of consider these classics. Like when I was reading them, when I was writing them down, I was like, either everyone has heard of these, and you kind of get a gist of like where my movie genres line up yeah. in terms of preference so hosan would you like to start or shall i like we uh you can go first okay um edward scissorhands 1990 see see now you're on my side aren't you aren't you <laughs> i was always on your side mate <laughs> Yes, but Edward Scissorhands, in case you don't know, is played uh, is a fictional character played by Johnny Depp. Uh, as the name suggests, he does have hands made of scissors, and uh, you kind of watch as he lives in the suburban town, and how he copes with having um, a s- s- different like a body. Life? Yeah, having a normal life with a different body from everyone else. Yeah. That's the only way I can describe it if you haven't seen it because uh, obviously there's romance and stuff in it, but um, I don't want to get into that. I want you to watch it if you haven't watched it. Um, so, you next. Your movie. Um, the movie I will recommend is Doctor Sleep. You and Doctor Sleep. I have not <laughs> watched Dr. it. Sleep. I have not watched it. I have not wanted to watch it, but the amount of times you brought it up, I'm like, stop it. Stop tricking me into looking what this is about. I don't, I don't need to know. I don't, okay, but tell it's me. It's a very heavy horror movie, but I just, see, I can't tell if I love it because I adore Aaron McGregor or because I love it because it's Stephen King and it's one of my favorite novels. I'll go with the first option. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to read yeah. it. I can't give you a good opinion because I tried to read it like before it the movie was out. It is so long. I, I saw it a few months ago and I was like, nah, I'm going to touch this in summer because I don't have the time or the mental capacity to get through that right I'm now. I'm not even joking. There was one scene in it. I know that it was probably like... It's not even horror. It's just like regular everyday stuff you know what i'm talking about and i was just like i'm done this is where i close the book i'm good that's what makes me hesitate reading the book because i'm like why that scene i don't understand exactly exactly me and hosan have the same thing we're we're just kind of you imagine us both in the same room holding the same book we've read and we're like no i'm done 
I'm good. I don't need to know. I don't need to know. Yeah, like, I'm just, I was so confused when I um, saw that snippet. I was like, I'll come back to you later. I can't deal with this right now. <laughs> okay. So you said Dr. Sleep. I have thrown in franchises here, like movies that are first, second, third, and whatever. Uh, Robocop. Haven't seen it. This is from 1990, so... Just watch it, okay? (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, Robocop... I'm not saying the 1990 version, I just mean in general. Robocop, in case you don't know... um, it's questionable because you take a, I think it's a soldier who is wounded in the war and is brought back to life and yeah, is turned into a robot. Yeah, you've watched, you've probably watched the 2019 version or something. Um, but anyways, and then he like solves crime because he's a Robocop. Yeah. But um, it just, it's questionable in its origins, but... I like action, so it is what it is. This is what happens when you grow up with a brother and a dad, and you're like, yes, I identify with the superheroes. Let's watch. Or more like they put it on the TV, and I was like, I want to spend time with them. What are they watching? And then I was like, oh, the plot is good. (laughs) That's literally how half my movie taste came out, because my dad would be watching all this stuff, and my mom would watch, like, Pakistani dramas, and I'd be like, "Mm, no thanks, I'm gonna watch with my dad. He would just be watching people slaughter, and I'm like, "Mm, bonding. Exactly. Me me and Hosan have the same upbringing. Uh, You'll see. see. I'm gonna... Not the next one, but the one after, you're gonna be like, I get it. I get it. Okay. Your next movie. Um, the next one I would recommend is Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yes. So good. Haven't seen it, but so good. How can you say no? No. Take it back. I haven't seen it, but so good. <laughs> I. You know why I'm saying it's so good. Yes, I do know why you're saying so good. Yes. Anyways, Hosan has to watch it, so you might as yes. well watch it at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, by you, I mean our, our audience. I'm like, you might as well watch it when Hosan watches it. You'll never know when, so get a get a So, so keep in mind. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I put this one on the list, but I'm like, this is more childhood me would have watched it. Home Alone franchise. Classic. But when they changed actors from Macaulay Culkin to the other child, they didn't really develop the plot line. And I was like, why? Why put this child in the same role and not develop the plot line? I don't... That was actually the first one I watched the is it the third one or the fourth one that they uh, yeah. changed it? I think so. It was third or fourth. I don't know for sure. I think it was third. That was the first one I watched. And then I, w- I rewatched the first one. And I was like, wait, where the F did that little kid Alex go? Exactly. Yeah. I don't know if the similar thing happened to me, but I watched it every single time it was on TV. Um, like near Christmas. I wouldn't watch it before Christmas. You know how there's... 
sorry, this might, might be niche if you don't live in Ireland. Um, but um, you know how there's a a Christmas channel, and how it just doesn't make sense. Not in the slightest. Like I get making money off Hallmark movies. I get that. But why have a whole channel dedicated to that specific sort of... I just... Every single time. If if we still have it. I don't even know if we do. If we skim past it, it's like the, a Christmas prince or something. And I'm like, I don't understand. I don't actually have that on my TV all year. Because my dad has this like box that's has like streams of movies so he has all the channels all year yes and it's just there all the time and i'm like dad we don't even celebrate christmas why do we have this <laughs> is your dad like for the knowledge for the knowledge he watch it. he's just like i like the christmas channel we we should we should have it and i'm like we don't even celebrate christmas like, I love your I dad because my dad is the complete opposite. My dad is like, um, kids bundle, let's delete it. And I'm like, me, 13, being like, what? And then like relying solely on CBBC and RTE, I was like, that's eh, fine. But he deleted the whole Disney Channel uh, Nickelodeon thing. And I was like... Fine, I guess I'll just watch reruns of Friends and Everybody Loves Raymond. Good luck to you, man. Good luck every single time I'm in the living room. You're gonna you're gonna need to watch that and Agatha Christie, like Murder oh, She oh Wrote. My, God, my dad, my dad loved it. But every single time, I'm not even joking. I've talked about this on the pod, but this is true. Dad even mimicked me. I did this before, like countless times. Every single time, Dad would be flicking channels at the weekend. I'd be like. Dad, 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 come on, come on. It's the one you like. We both like that. Come on, dad, please, 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 dad. <laughs> so, and that was me since age, like, four. So. <laughs> so dad was like, okay, this one's. And then we watched Midsummer Murders and I was like, it doesn't have the same appeal. It doesn't have the same appeal as Murder, She Wrote. I'm sorry. Hot take of the day. <laughs> Your movie of choice. Um, da, 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 what else? Uh, mm. Murder mystery. Haven't seen it again. Sorry, but I have seen clips and it looks very good. It's the new one oh, with Adam Sandler and yes, Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Aniston. It looks good, so I do want to watch it. It looks intriguing to me, but I'm like. I can't take Adam Sandler seriously whatsoever. So why? True. But then I'm like, I don't know. I've just never seen the appeal of like, I've never like had a movie night and thought I'm going to watch it because I always forget that it exists because there's too many movies everywhere all the time. I literally just have like pages of lists that people keep telling me to watch movies and I'm like, okay, going on the list that, i might watch it in four years i might watch it tomorrow that's me with know. that's me with books like do you know how many times i've been recommended to read dracula do you know how many times our friends have recommended it and i'm like yeah i'll get to it and then i never buy it or i never get it from the library and i'm like wow sandra wow it's Progress. actually like <laughs> 
I thought I would be super into it and finish it in like a day. Like it's not even that thick for me. Like for me, it's an average book. Yeah. But it's actually taken me a while. Like I, I even stopped reading it because I'm reading a new series. And I want to finish that first. Mm-hmm. Like I'm only on to like chapter five after reading it for like a week. Hmm. Would you say that's because like, uh, the language that is used and stuff? You're trying to conjure up the scene more. Yeah, because he has very descriptive writing, yeah. so I kind of, I'm kind of slower when I read, because I'm trying to imagine it as I go along, and I also look much more stupid, because I'm just sitting there like, okay, <laughs> For, like, our listeners, like, uh, if I was to describe the pose that I was on, did, it's basically, like, hunched in arms reading, and you kind of, like, look up as you're reading, like, oh, that's how that works, and then look back down. <laughs> Um, oh, okay. You said murder mystery. I'm going to tell you the movie that will show you how our upbringings are very similar. The Die Hard franchise. Hazan? Yeah. Thoughts? Questions? Concerns? All I can say is, when I first heard of Die Hard, I thought, pretty good. Now whenever I hear, I'm like, Jake Peralta. <laughs> Yes, yes. But in case you don't know, uh, the Die Hard franchise, uh, the first one, I'm pretty sure, was in 1990 or maybe a bit before, but it has Bruce Willis as the person who basically, I think in the first movie, he saves Christmas (laughs) because uh, it's in an airport. So that's all I'm going to say. If you like action and if you want like to watch a cop that his family life is kind of not as good as you'd like it to be, but he's still a hero. That's the movie for you. Yeah. Yeah, did you watch all of them? Um, I think I stopped after, like, the second or third one, but I do know they also kind of went off the rails after the third one. Yes. Like, I think they are on number five or six, and it's just not it. Yeah, I think the last one I watched was... Basically, there's a plot, uh, what is it? This cop has a child, has a daughter, and, uh, then she grows up and she gets featured in the storyline. That's the movie I stopped at. So, whichever one that is, that's probably four, I'd say. I don't remember. I don't know if I've seen Uh, that. It's actually been years since I've seen them. I think it's been, like, eight or nine years. Yeah. So, you see where we're going differently. Hosan's giving you modern twists, whereas I'm like, hi, these are the classics that I've watched. Hi. I say classics. They're 1990s, but you know. Anyways, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one I would highly recommend is a franchise. The How to Train Your Dragon franchise. Absolutely you, brilliant. It's actually really sad that I haven't watched it. Like any of them. I think, I think that... Um, one of the first ones was probably like on the big big movie in Ireland um like a few years ago and I watched snippets and I was like this I see the appeal of this and um so what has happened is that I've ended up dating someone who is a major fan of it so I've watched quite a few edits but I have I watched the actual series no will I probably be roped into watching it yes Yes, I will. (laughs) 
they have like there's I think there's like three main movies and then they have like a few short films. Yeah. And then they have TV shows and I'm currently like watching everything in chronological order. Yes. And I'll just say that the first TV show they made the graphics are just um, they're pretty awful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were probably good for the times but not for now. Watching them now I'm like please someone just get them an Apple computer and fix this mess. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh god. It's actually quite funny because you said how to train your dragons and I every single time I hear it now, I'm just like Damn it, Sandra <laughs> Because I like dragons and I like dinosaurs. And um if you don't know me, you probably won't know that, but um the football club that we support from Portugal, the literal mascot is a blue dragon. So I have memories associated with dragons it would make sense for me to have watched this franchise but i haven't she's literally surrounded by people in her life with dragon symbolism and she's like not today yeah yeah i'm just like i'm like yeah it's a good series i'm sure but um just haven't had the time haven't had the time and then I just kind of act like that's all right. Like I'm like, yeah, it's been years since the series been out, but um, I didn't have Nickelodeon, so sucks. What am I supposed to do? And then everyone just kind of looks at me like, can you just stream it somewhere? Like, can you, like, just God's sake, buy the box set. I don't know, Sandra, deal with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> so then people would be like, toothless, and I'm like. Don't know. <laughs> what? I was like, you know someone without teeth? <laughs> that was literally me. That was me in sixth year. Someone brought up the... I don't know who brought it up. The character Toothless. And I was like, who are they talking about? Someone without teeth? And then uh, and then someone like mentioned that it was a dragon. And I was like, dragon without teeth? I, I'm so confused. <laughs> And I was wow. 18 at the time. Wow. Wow, Sandra. Wow. Can you notice how 2018 Sandra just didn't have childhood anymore? I was like, I was, I was like, I'm fully adult now. Screw this shit. And then uh, I got to 19 and I was like, I'm breaking down. <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw back another franchise at you. Completely different vibe. The amount of times I've talked about this franchise is a bit much. The Rocky franchise. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. But imagine being an immigrant <laughs> and your family bringing home a box set. A box set of the Rocky franchise. You're going to watch it more than once. I'll just say, at this point, I probably have the memories of that movie locked in my mind, but I need a refresher every once in a while. So I'll start watching and I'll be like, yeah, that's where he says Adrian. Like, I just, no, it just, oh, it's stupid. It's just stupid. It just is what it is, okay? If you like boxing movies, Rocky franchise, that's a given. Yeah. Hosan, take me out of my misery. (laughs) Give me another movie. Um... Oh, this one. I have a love-hate relationship with this movie. Oh, I love that. I love to hear that. Go ahead. Bridge to Terabithia. 
Oh my god. That movie? Mm. I am angry. I am so angry that it's so good, but so bad, but so... mm. Like, I remember watching that movie once in my childhood and I was like, I'm never going to do this again. This is so sad. This is so sad. Yeah, like the I don't want to spoil it, but the entire movie I kept waiting for the better ending. I was just like, it's, it's gonna get better. Mm-hmm. It's gonna get better. They had they had no need to do that to our childhoods, and they just chose to do it. Yeah, they just chose. To, I'm gonna just make sure that I'm talking about the right movie. This the is the Disney of that is actually on my reading list. This is the Disney movie, yes. This is the Disney movie. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I saw that thing advertised on Disney Channel when I was, like, uh, a kid at someone's, like, house and watching Disney Channel. And I was like, how dare they? How dare they show me that once and still advertise? Why do they advertise it always near the holidays? How dare they do that to us? <laughs> I, it was a mess. day, I literally, whenever I watch it, I always have to be like, okay... Do I want to be depressed for the rest of the day or do I want to be happy? If I'm depressed, I would literally ban myself from watching. I'd be like, don't watch it. Don't go near the TV. You will watch it and you will be sad. You know what's what's kind of funny? Now that um we've talked about that, I've t- I actually just thought about Disney Channel and stuff and how I only had like real access to it because of like specific circumstances. Anyway. I remember when Descendants 1 came out and my sister recorded it on her Skybox. And I went to her house on Halloween and watched it. And this was during our leaving, sir. I was on. I was in the middle of mock exams. And I was like... And you were like, descendants. I was like, descendants. And then I watched it and I was like, eh. eh. The songs were kind of good, though. I will not The songs lie. were I good. I had a few of them on my playlist. Exactly. Like, the songs were good. That's why I was, like, invested. But the story in of itself, I was like... This guy? She wants to give up everything for this guy? He's mediocre at best. I would give it up for the guy (laughs) in the back with the long hair. Exactly. And that's always the meme. Like, it's like, the guy in the back. (laughs) (laughs) But what was I going to say? Yeah, that, that just shows how I have, like, connections with my sister via movies. Oh, my God. I just remembered a movie. Um, Sleepy Hollow. Oh, Sleepy Hollow. Oh my god. I went to the I cinema to watch that one. I to read the novelization I have on my reading list. Oh my god. I just... That it's is just such, such a good movie. movie. <laughs> I swear, I watched that on repeat for like a week. I wanted to be Ichabod Crane. You know that we said it at the same time. We were like, oh, that's such a good movie. I'm like, wow, I've never felt more connected to Hosan even though we're not in the same room. <laughs> We at the same time, just the exact same. Uh, just so. It is honestly, if you haven't seen it, you're missing out. It is the Halloween movie. Like it is just brilliant. I'm not joking. I'm not into horror. I don't need to be scared. That's not my thing. This movie, I think I could watch it quite a few more times, cause it just, oh, it's just so good. It's just so like, good. Like I've tried to find movies like it. But yeah. I just can't. Yeah. Even though same actors, same director, they are in several other movies together. It's not the same vibe. No, it's just not the same. It's just not the same. Um, 
Now I just keep remembering Disney movies. Great. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Sorry, I had to take a brief pause there. Hold on. <laughs> it is your turn. <laughs> okay. Um. So the next movie is actually a really good one. Um, the Grand Budapest Hotel. We've talked about this. I still haven't watched it, and it actually kills me now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is so good for anyone who likes like um basically any Wes Anderson film, whether it's I Love the Dogs or um, Fantastic Mr. Fox, I highly recommend this movie. It is absolutely it It's a heist movie and it is so good. Mm, heist movies. You know that's my token in. You know what I mean. Like, oh, I didn't put this on this list, but now I'm going to say it. What is it with me and action movie franchises that have, like, Bruce Willis? The Red series? It's called oh. Red just red please lads red one two and three trust me i i can't go in deep to it because i'm afraid of spoiling it just gonna say marvin is the best character ever he's hilarious that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say and uh if you knew who played marvin you'd understand perfectly why they just bring certain aspects to like every character that they do that is hilarious. Okay. Absolutely. That was not the movie on my list anyway, so that's modern enough. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, your turn. Um, Nacho Libre. Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred percent Nacho Libre. A hundred percent. That's your favorite movie. Yeah. It's it's the, it's the movie me and my siblings always watch. If we're together, like all my siblings, we will say, what should we watch? Should we watch Nacho for the third time this month? Yes. It's your comfort movie. That's nice. Yeah, it's like the mutual one. For me, my personal comfort movie is like John Wick or Andy Canary's movie. But for my siblings, we usually end up watching Nacho. I like it. I haven't watched Nacho Libre in ages, but I remember watching it at least two or three times over like five years. Uh, each yeah. time, I was like, the whole the jokes hold up, the yeah. the, the scenes hold up. Like it's it's a good movie. I would like we could literally be forty five. Like my youngest brother could be like forty five, and we'd still call each other and be like, "Want to watch some fart jokes on Nacho? Yeah, come over to my house in 20. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to give you a different vibe. Um, like, if you're sisters and you watch this and one of you has a boyfriend slash fiancé and the other one of you is repressed, this is the movie to watch. Bride Wars? So you can watch it. This is with Anne Hathaway and uh, Kate Hudson where they're two best friends who want a wedding at the same plaza. You know the one. You know the one. Yes. Yeah. And the whole time, you just kind of lo- watch it and you're like, y'all could end up together at this point and we wouldn't care. Literally. Yeah. That movie. That is 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Good. Yes. I don't want to repeat movies, so I, I'm going to skip one movie. The Addams Family, you just know we like it, okay? I don't need... It don't doesn't need any introduction. No. I love it. 1990s version. You you know, the one that everyone always talks about and has memes about and they're like, why are Morticia and Gomez the best couple 
and and you're like they're, they're good because they're good okay because because they're literally how do i say this they're in love but also they have an actual family dynamic. It isn't the family dynamic that we were tr- being sold by a bunch of Hollywood movies over the years. Like, the family dynamic was always, by Hollywood standards, dad has a job and doesn't want to take care of the kids. And mom has to take care of the kids. And then they fight, but they become united in this family. Whereas... Nagging mom. Oblivious dad, like, Yes. That's just threw it out the window. They're like, nope. They're that's like, that. no, they're literally like, hi, this is a family where we're treated as equals. And then, yeah, we, we could go on a whole episode rant about Adam's family. We just have chosen not to for your benefit because I don't think we'll say anything that's particularly different or new from anyone else. Yeah. But anyway, I said two movies by accident. Uh, that's okay. You can say two movies now. Um, oh, let's see. I'm trying to mention a movie I haven't mentioned ten times before. I know. Um, I'm looking through and I'm like... <laughs> um, I think I'm going to go with Come Away. It's a relatively new movie. It came out in 2019, maybe 2020. Yes. It's. It is... So good. It's definitely one that I would show children if okay. I had to be around children. Because if, if I had to I don't be around them, like, like they're a separate species. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it's a very comforting movie, and even though there is a bit of sadness in it, it's just so wholesome. And I can't believe it's one of my favorite movies because. I, like I'll give the plot line without trying to spoil it too much, but it's basically a combination of fairy tales like Alice in Wonderland and Peter Pan, yeah, and how they came to be. Oh. And it's just so wholesome and so good, and a little bit sad, but it's absolutely. Oh damn it! Now I have to watch it. I've become invested in it. So don't say Angelina Jolie to me. All I think about is the tourist. And how much I want to, like, rewatch. Like, this is my problem, is that I find a movie and I'm like, I'll rewatch it. Good job. Go ahead with your movie. Yes. My movie of choice. The next one is... The next one in my list. I'm trying to choose the best. The best of the best. Okay, I'm going to say 101 Dalmatians. And Hosanne's going to come back and she's going to be like... Yeah, obviously, 101 Dalmatians. So, Hosan, um, I said the movie already to the podcast listeners, but uh, I'm going to see if you can guess based on my description. So, it's an animated movie about uh, a man and a woman that meet each other uh, when going on a dog walk in a park. 101 Dalmatians. Yes. Hosan's face was like wasn't even puzzled she was literally just drawing the diagram she's like one plus one plus two and then she's like two people meet in park dog walk 101 the fact is I haven't even seen that movie ever I never got around to watching it but you have to you know why because um 
because I really want to watch Cruella, yes. Because you really want to watch Cruella, but also, um, it's a pinnacle, uh, what is it, feel-good movie. Because you watch Cruella and you don't kind of, you side with her to an extent, but not really. So then you side with the couple's storyline and the doggo storyline. But I think you would enjoy it. The animation is very similar to Snow White, um, right. Disney era. Like, not fully the same because different um, years when it was produced. But I think you'll like it. It's very, like... I don't want to offend anyone. I mean, like, simple animation. Like, it's not animation that's yeah, very... Yeah, like I've seen clips of it. I just haven't gotten around to actually watching it. I think you will like it. I think you will like it if you watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. Goes on the list. Goes on the list. Come Away is on my list now. I've written it here. So, just so you know, <laughs> like, we're getting inspiration from us both. Uh, it is your turn. Okay. Another movie which I... It's actually a happy movie, but I haven't watched it in a long time because I just have so many feelings about it. Yes. Stardust. Oh my god. Um, sorry that I turned into an old lady. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Stardust uh, was my comfort movie for quite a few years. And... It continues to be a comfort movie. That's all I'm going to talk about because I don't want to go into personal details. But, oh my God. It was just so beautiful. And I literally haven't seen it in years. And I'm excited to see it again because I'm going to read the book soon. But it, it's just I forgot so that it was based art. on a book. It's just so beautiful. It's so I'm just going to say, the one of the main characters is literally a star. That's the plot of the story. And the whole time when I was, like, little and watching it, I was like, everyone should feel like a star when they love someone, you know? And then, like, I grew up and stuff, and I was like, this is some bullshit. Why are they selling me on this dream? You know what I mean? Like, this is some bullshit. And um, I can finally say that um, it isn't. I'm living the stardust life. It is what it is. Uh, set unhealthy expectations for yourself. Uh, you'll crash and burn. Um, and <laughs> maybe you'll live up to them. Don't follow that advice at all. All I'm saying is that um, it's quite the emotional movie. Especially yeah. if you're like not even a teenager yet. You're like 10 years old and you're just watching it and you're like... Dis- I will say that whenever I watched that and um, I saw certain, like... I saw um, Henry Calvo's character. For years, I associated him. And then I watched, like, Man of Uncle years later. I was like, why do you look so familiar to Henry Calvo's character? And what character is Henry Cavill in it? He plays the horrible fiancé. He's literally unrecognizable in I... that movie. Oh. oh, my God. Why is it that so many... Why? What is it? Why is it that so many of my um, what is it, comfort films? They have actors or actresses that crop up in series that I end up liking, and I'm like, I don't understand. I don't understand how I don't pick up on these things. Okay. Next movie, my movie of choice. I'm trying to think of like. Mm. I'm narrowing it down now. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm looking yeah. at this list and I'm like, these movies aren't that great now. <laughs> um, 
I'm confused on whether I watched this or not, but I'm pretty sure I did. But the Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3 by Eddie Murphy, I think I did watch it in my childhood, and I think it's really good. Yeah, I think I've seen that too, because I watched a lot of Eddie Murphy as a kid. Yeah, same, same. Dave. I know. I know. But yeah, so that is definitely my go-to when it comes to uh, if you want someone to be a funny cop and you don't want to watch Paul Blart the mall cop because you're like, I've watched this too much. (laughs) That would be my go-to movie for you. Uh, Your movie of choice. Are you running out of movies? I feel we've talked about an hour now. (laughs) I don't think we're running out Uh, of movies. I low-key am. Because I've mentioned a lot of these before. Um, Let's see. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's a very low-key movie, and I hardly see anyone talk about this, but it's so good. Um, The Seeker, The Dark is Rising. No, I have not. so good. It's a mystical movie. It's based off a book series. Um, It's basically about this guy who takes, like... I don't even know how to explain the plot. It's it's about this like kid who's told who finds out he's the seventh son of a seventh son, and we all know that has like mystical powers. And he basically has to save the world. This and is like Stardust, but not Stardust. Yeah, it's like <laughs> similar to a lot of movies yes. at the time. Yes, but it was I, I don't know. It's just amazing because like um, I don't know. You just have to watch it to understand. It is very good. It's kind of unique, but it's also very similar. Like, yes. I, I don't know how to describe it. I understand. I understand what you mean. I am going to say a few TV series now, I think. Okay. So then we can lead into like our main topic of discussion because I just want you to like talk to me about this new series that is going to be a thing that I have to watch. Um, what is it? Okay, so mutual TV series that we agree are good. Season one of The Good Doctor, good. The rest of them, questionable. <laughs> I haven't watched any of the later seasons. I'm not like, even I telling you. I watched... Just stopped watching it. I think I watched to season... Two or three? Like, the, the ones that were out in mid-2018-19. Um... And since then, I haven't really picked it up because they've turned it into a soap opera. And I'm not yeah. afraid to admit that. And it's the same with other medical shows like Grey's Anatomy. I'm on season 12. Uh, and I'm not really enjoying it. Now I'm really yeah. just watching it because I'm like, I need to know what's going to happen. But it's not in a good way. It's not even yeah, in a good like, way. It's not the same yeah, feelings like- as in the beginning. Yeah, because when I was like when I was watching it, and I was like, "Well, I love the first season, so I probably am gonna like this." Like I hadn't watched it for a long time. I just found myself skipping through the episodes, trying to find like the good scenes. Yeah, and I was genuinely just like skipping forward ten, twenty seconds every few minutes. Yeah, and that's just not. It's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun. Do you ever feel like you have to finish a TV show, like someone's holding a gun to your head? Like, you don't even like the show anymore, but you're like, I have to finish it. Yeah, like, that's how I'm feeling with Grey's Anatomy at the moment currently. Because all I'm thinking is they keep renewing seasons, and I'm like, I just need to know how this concludes. 
I just need to know. Yeah. But it doesn't feel worth it. <laughs> like in my yeah. head I'm like it doesn't it does not feel worth it and I'm actually having that with a few series I don't even actually want to go into them because they're old series like from years ago and I just kind of watched them with my brother because they were available and now we're getting to a point where they're stagnant and I mean like every single episode they have nothing new to offer and I'm like why do we even bother? Why do we even but both of us are like, we kind of have to because there might be a snippet here or there that is relevant to the ending. And I'm like, still, this is such such a waste. Why did they have yeah. money to make this episode? <laughs> Why? Yeah. How does that work? Um. So to combat that, I will tell you series that I do like and continue to watch. It's so loud. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I'm wearing, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm wearing noise-cancelling uh, headphones and I can still hear background noise because um our house is all one level. And it's very hard to concentrate on the English language when you hear Portuguese language in the background in your head. So, I was saying, series that I do like. Uh, I've gotten back into Castle. I've talked to the, I've talked to you about Castle before, but I want to give you a brief synopsis about why this is important to me. So, so picture this. This is this is the how this works. Uh, picture a novelist that has just finished uh, his series of like detective novels or whatever, and um, then he suddenly has writer's block. He can't write anything else that's actually good that his editor even likes and stuff. And his editor is his ex-wife. So like, you're already like, this is weird as hell, but okay. Um, and then he meets, uh, what is it? A cop at his book signing who actually brings him into questioning about a murder because the, uh, the, the way the scene was laid out was like a scene in one of his novels. So, I, mean, I don't want to spoil it or whatever, but obviously the writer is not the person who murdered the, the, the what is it? That the victim? That would be boring as hell. So what happens is he ends up helping the detective solve the murder and then he basically finds a way to get invited to, uh, what is it, be at the, what is it, the precinct uh, for at least a year because he's basing his new novel on this detective. Right. So you can imagine the shenanigans that ensue because this person has just invited himself into this detective's life, pretty much, like work life, and she just has to take it because her boss is like, yeah, the mayor wants him to be here, so is what it is. And they're friends and stuff because he likes his novels. And she's just there like, why? Why did this happen? That kind of gives me um, Lucifer and Chloe vibes. Oh, I'd say so. I'd say it would probably be... Hosan, I at this point, I just need you to find a way to watch it so that um, I have someone to talk to about it. Because... I'll add it to the list. Okay, so... Because the person who's in it is uh, Nathan Fillion, and um, he plays Castle. <laughs> And I don't know who plays Kate Beckett, which is really bad of me because I really liked her when I was little. Like, I had, like, a crush on her. Not gonna lie. But, yeah, Castle is important. Uh, 
you're going to realize that most of my series are either science related or cop related and that's just or detective related I mean and that's just questionable Hosan, do you have any series before I continue on a huge rant because I think I'm just going to go with Castle for now um not really I think I'm I don't watch TV shows that much. I You're more watch... of a movie. Yeah. Resident Alien is still on your to-do list. And don't do this to yourself. Like, just watch the series, okay? Just, just, just. I don't want to hear it. Just watch the series. <laughs> There's only one season, so don't, don't even be looking at the source material, okay? I don't even care. Just, just one season. Just watch. Just watch. Okay. <laughs> oh. What is it? If I was going to say, like, movies I'd recommend and TV series I'd recommend, um, the way I look into stuff is that I think in the ne- the now Netflix era, the main important thing that people look at when they're looking at TV series or movies, especially if they're Netflix originals, is that, what is it? They look at the trailer and they think, oh, uh what is it? I, I have to watch it now that I've watched the full trailer. But I feel like most of the trailers that I watch, even for just regular movies, Netflix movies and series, give too much away. So I tend to watch a snippet of the trailer. If I realize that I'm interested in it, I go for it. And that has been the case for most series that I watch. <laughs> So I was basically um, telling the audience how, what is it, how I choose movies. So I noticed that nowadays with trailers, I feel like they spoil too much, in my opinion. Yeah, they kind of do. Like sometimes, even if a movie looks really good, I'll be like, there's no point in watching because I know exactly how it'll end. Exactly. So to avoid that, I just watch a few seconds in to a minute um you know literally to the point where i'm like yeah i need to watch this and then i don't watch any more of the trailer that's what i do to prevent myself i will say though i don't watch like like i don't watch marvel movie trailers or any of my favorite actors movie trailers can't because it'll be spoiled yeah and i'm also like i'm just gonna watch this regardless so like if I see a movie that has Keanu Reeves in it, I'm gonna that's going on my list because it has Keanu Reeves in it. Exactly. I was gonna say like um, we all know that Venom is out this year. I'm not touching that trailer. That trailer is not coming one meter distance from me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care how many times it shows up on re- on YouTube recommended. I don't care like how many times people bring it up. If Venom is even a little bit, like, spoiled for me, I'll be pissed. Because <laughs> in the era of the, in the era of the internet, it's very hard to just watch something without hearing opinions about it the whole time. And I try to That's avoid true, it as yeah. much as possible. Because, like, do you know the amount of times that, what is it, I heard about Avengers Endgame and how it was either disappointing or whatever or whatever, and I was like, I don't need to know. No one told me any opinion about it and then like it, it it was what it was i'm not gonna say my yeah. personal opinion but like i can't do that i don't do that anymore i don't ask anyone i'm just kind of like did you like this movie and if someone says yes or no i'm like cool 
That's all I need to know. I don't need to know your opinion until I've watched it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? That's how I do I mean, I ask people their opinions if I know I'm not going to watch it. Because, mm. like, mm. sometimes, you know when you just see a movie and you're like, nah, that's not my vibe. Yeah, I'm trying to think of movies like that. There's been a few. Like, for me, The Shape of Water. I... I had no interest. Exactly. I Like, I've seen it on TV and... I've seen a few scenes of it, but I'm also like, man, I'm not interested in watching that. Yeah, like, uh, every single time the Oscars comes up, I feel like it's a whole debate about what new movie we have to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not a debate, but I mean, in my head, I'm like, do I want to watch the Oscar-worthy movie or not? Half the movie, I'm not, like, I have probably, like, in my notebook, I have two pages yeah. Of movies that I adore. Yeah. And I think only two of them have won Oscars or any kind of awards. Do you know the only movie that I think, like currently, that I remember off the top of my head that won an Oscar? And I thought, yes, this is this is significant. And I, I think it was important. Moonlight. Like, I watched Moonlight. Um, That was in the year that they were like, actually, it is Moonlight. Like, Moonlight, come pick it up. Do you remember that year where it was scandalous? <gasps> yeah. And I was like, I was like, this movie has LGBT uh, representation. I want to watch it. I hope it's okay or whatever. Cinematography was really good. Like, as in how they set up the scenes, the lighting, the plot, everything seemed very important and needed. Like, every single thing that was included in the movie seemed like it had a sp- specific place and it had a reason for being there. So that's why I liked the movie. But in general, I don't really care about the Oscars. Oh, sorry. Like, yeah, I just li- I have never watched a like Oscar thing. Like, I've never sat down to watch the Oscars or the Brits or no. the Globes because I was like, who wants to watch a bunch of people getting awards? I hated doing that in school. Why would I do it of my own free will? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you something. I literally, Hazan will will cont- will agree with me on this. The amount of times that I literally just wait until the Oscars or the Brits or whatever, and I just care about the fashion. And I literally just wait. I just wait until... Oh my God, we're the same person. (laughs) I just wait until everyone posts about the fashion. And it's not even a hot or not thing. It's literally like, I want to see the most impressive outfits and who designed them. Because like, I as a person who doesn't earn a lot of money and will never buy those outfits because they're from designers, I want to get inspiration about what's the current trends, but also if I care about the current trends. Because for the most part, Hosan will tell you, I don't care. (laughs) I just want (laughs) to see the colors and the shapes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I only watched, not even the whole thing, but like I watched a clip of the Oscars not even on the day, like the day after or something, yeah. because Keanu Reeves was hosting. But that was it. Like, yeah, that I just watched it just to see what everyone was wearing. I'm not I even have joking. No interest in fashion. Unlike Sandra, I don't care what the trends are. I'm just like, oh, they look nice. Okay, no, moving on. no, that's what I mean. I care about the trends because I want to judge the trends. It's actually messed up if you think about it. I literally uh, look at these celebrities and I'm like, they were dressed by a specific designer. I want to see what the hell the designer was thinking. Because I know every single time a celebrity was dressed badly, it wasn't really the celebrity's full choice. It was more like the designer showed up with three dresses and they were like, or three outfits and they were like, okay, that one. And I'm like, if you chose that one, 
how bad were the other ones? Yeah, like whenever <laughs> you know I, mean? I see a celebrity who posts like a really bad outfit on Instagram or something, people are like, "Who is your stylist?" Because <laughs> that was the good choice. The F were the others. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, if you look, um, if you look over my lifespan, I have always cared about clothing and how it fits and stuff. To the point where Hosan will tell you before we put started this podcast, we just talked about clothes a bunch because I care about <laughs> clothes way too much. Um, but what is it? Mm. That's why I care about the Oscars and award ceremonies. Do I care who won the Grammys? No. Do I care who's at the Brits? No. Will I still watch the YouTube performances? Yes, because I care about the music, but not the awards. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, like those awards ceremonies are more for the people in the in in the industry than they are for us. Like I even know. I'm pretty sure celebrities hate going to them too. Yeah. Because like I heard it's really hot and it's stuffy and you have to wait hours before you're even allowed to eat or anything. And it seems like a drinking contest more than anything, because they just drink a bunch of alcohol because they don't have dinner in front of them yet. Yeah. And then, like, um, I like watching, seeing whatever funny thing happens, because at least one funny or wholesome thing happens, and it's just, it can be talked about for the next month and a half. Exactly. Like, when Regina King, I think her name is, when yes. she won the award, and Chris Evans helped her up, which I actually thought was really stupid, because... That, like, him helping her overshadowed the fact that she won an award. And I was like, no, yeah, it's kind of dumb. the main focus. It's kind of dumb. It's kind of dumb. It's kind of... Even he was like, guys, I'm, that, it, it, that's I'm, just human decency. I'm literally just doing the bare minimum to help this person get on stage. And y'all are focusing on that instead of the award. Yeah, it's kind yeah. of... That's like, um... If you look at, there's a specific Oscars, I think, where Meryl Streep did uh, a speech and it was like uh, a joke speech. Like she pretended like someone else wrote it. I don't know if she pretended like someone else wrote it, but someone else wrote it for her. And she was like basically acting as as she was giving the speech. That's the only one I care for, okay? If you give a speech that's extremely funny and it'll get published on YouTube and stuff, that's what I care about. Like when Olivia Coleman uh, did various speeches for various awards and she was like, that's, that's Keanu Reeves. Like, I don't even remember who she said. I think she said like, oh my God, hi Leo. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I remember the one where she was like, oh my God, there's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I care about. Celebrities being like fairly <laughs> normal people that's all i care about i'm gonna tell or you like, the only experience we have with award ceremonies was at our school where they give you a trophy and you like smile you collect the trophy and stuff and then you go to take photos we don't we didn't get a speech moment and we don't care for it either <laughs> we, yeah. we, we don't care for it you won the award get off the stage <laughs> Can I just say, everyone hated the, like, <laughs> I just remember, I think it was Sandra knows what I'm going to talk yes, about. Yes, yes. But those keep it, things, keep it, you know, vague enough, you know. Okay. Yeah. Um, those things were long enough. Like, we went in at, like, maybe 11 o'clock, and then mm-hmm. they finished at, like, 2 or 3. And they were long enough, right? But there was this one teacher who, when he came on stage, everyone was like, okay, 
grab a cushion, guys, because we're gonna be here. I've heard time. I've heard from sources that he has recently retired. And I was like, cool. Cool. That shortens the award thing by like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> like, even the people he was giving awards to were done. standing there for ages, like and you can see the smile slowly fall from their face because they're like oh my god it was actually pretty i i felt pretty like annoyed for them because i could see them just standing there and i'm i'm not joking they were standing there a good 25 to 30 minutes waiting for awards that they already knew that they were going to receive so yeah. it really was so counterproductive and it's so intimidating standing in front of the entire school and you're just self-conscious the whole time because you're like oh, i'm not joking i i only accepted one award in that no except two awards i think i think yeah two awards first was in first year and it felt fairly fine because it was my first year there but in sixth year getting best attendance which basically is an award to say sandra was sick but pretended like she wasn't sick and still went to school and having everyone gasp that you didn't miss a day at school it felt really felt like a dumbass <laughs> I just felt like I know that it's a glory thing as well like yeah I, in one part of my brain there was a bit of glory like yeah I, I beat the system and then at another part I was like this is actually really embarrassing I have to walk now on my own <laughs> yeah it's, it's, I yeah I like Sandra I think I won two or three times maybe and it was just awful standing in front of everybody and everyone's just staring at you and you're just like can I leave it was just it was kind of worse in graduation year because the award that I was accepting it doesn't mean anything it it doesn't it literally doesn't it literally just means that you didn't miss a day in school over six years and that's why I set out to get this award because I was like this is the one thing I can do without joining an extracurricular and that's amazing. <laughs> that's hilarious. If I can do this, if I can do this, I'm going to live. <laughs> this is my main, like, this is amazing. And then after getting it, I was like, cool. <laughs> like, the, but literally, I remember them saying, oh, this award is awarded to anyone who never missed a day in school. And I remember like, them saying my name and then I, I stand up I walk to the stage and anyone who didn't know me kind of gasped because they were like how do, how can you not miss one day how how do you do that <laughs> and I was like I regret my choices maybe I should have maybe I should have just left it <laughs> and it's funny as well because the week the week leading up to that I was so ill and my mom was like you could just you could just stay at home. I like remember, today. yeah, I remember Sandra was in a really bad condition. We were like, Sandra, the award means nothing. Just go home. And I was like, but attendance award. And then y'all were like, this is the stupidest conversation we've ever had. This is, Sandra, <laughs> Sandra we don't argue with this. We don't argue about stupid stuff. But this, what is this? Why? Why did you do this? Yeah, like, out of our group of 10 people, three of us. I can't say us because it wasn't me. Yeah. Three of them had brain cells. And Sandra being one of them, we were genuinely like, please, just go home, mate. <laughs> She's like, but there's a week left. And we're like, Sandra! <laughs> 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 oh, 
Needless to say, spoiler alert, I didn't go home. I kept going every single day. And on the day of the award ceremony, I was still mildly ill, but I was like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting the award. It was worth it. We were like, it was not. And look where I am now. Chronically ill. As per usual. Um, it was worth on? it. It was a nice one. It was a nice award. It's glass. I love it. Uh, we shall move on to a mixtape of the week. Tell me about the podcast you've been listening to because okay. it's about time. Um, the new one I've just listened to, um, so good, discovered by accident, is called Aaron Mankey's Cabinet of Curiosities. Okay. Okay. It's about, the episodes are about 10 minutes each. Yes. Um, and they consist of two parts. Yes. The, um, the, it's just about weird moments in history. It's unexplainable or unusual things in history that just can't be explained. Um, I'll tell you about one of my favorite episodes, actually. Um, the first part of the episode was, I think, about Abraham Lincoln and John F. Kennedy. Yes. And it was about the really weird similarities between them. The fact that they were both born in a similar sounding year. Mm-hmm. The fact they were both succeeded by a man called Johnson, who was born in the same state. Um, it's the fact that Abraham Lincoln had a dream about a guy, like he was at a president's death, but it wasn't a president he recognized. So a lot of people think he was dreaming about the future of John F. Kennedy. Yeah. Um, it's the fact that John F. Kennedy was shot in the seventh car, whereas uh, Abraham Lincoln was shot in the seventh seat. Yeah. Um, that was the first part of the episode. And the second part Tell was... Tell this is a conspiracy theory one, and I, I, I'm invested now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like a bunch of different episodes, and it's just... I think it's just really... Like, the second part of the episode was him talking about the life of a man called Ed, and at the end, he reveals that Ed was actually Edgar Allan Poe. And oh, I hate thing, it. Like, I hate that they did that. Oh. It does that a few times in a few different episodes. It's really clever because you're listening and you're like, I swear this story <laughs> of this person sounds so familiar. Where have I heard this? And then he's like, guess what? That was Stephen King. Oh, I just, oh. It's so good. I would recommend it. It's only 10 minutes long. Um, he has like 300 episodes. Um, and can you just repeat the name? Just I'm going to write it down on my notes, but... It's just for everyone. Aaron Mankey's Cabinet of Curiosities. Aaron Mankey's Cabinet. Cabinet of Curiosities. That's quite the yeah. name. I thought our yeah. podcast name was intense to remember, but that, <laughs> that, that tops the cake. It is. So it's currently one of my favorites. Like, I yes. just adore it. Yes, I like it. I have to bring TikTok into this and I'm sorry for anyone who doesn't have TikTok but I tried I thought this person would have a YouTube or something but all I saw was like their they have a a Spotify playlist and for those of you who don't know I actually don't have the Spotify app on my phone because memory (laughs) and storage that's literally the only reason but what is it but uh their name is Southern Gothic House I think it's the one I sent to you, Hosan, one of the TikToks. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's actually this person who's making a replica of, uh, what is it? A horror house, pretty much, but based around, like, the 1950s. So they make an actual 
they actually 3D printed like a 1950s fridge and they painted it and made it look like it was a vintage fridge and it had been rusted up and it was like a hoarder's fridge where they just put the like, art of this person is seriously talented like it's the amount of detail is crazy and what's horrible is that when I am in a poor uh, health state I look at anything and I'm like I want to do that I want to make stuff I'm gonna make stuff right now. I'm not even joking. Was that, I tried to paint yesterday just like to to calm myself down. I can't do anything. I, do you know what I mean? Like I just, you know, when you're yeah. in a, such a physical state that you're like low energy and you're like, but I want to do everything. I want to do everything yeah. right now. And that's where I was at. Yeah, it's like how you get motivated to like work out or completely change your life at 3 a.m. Yes, like... exactly. Exactly. But I do that late afternoon. <laughs> and everyone's like, how's your day going, Sandra? And I'm like, it's good. It's just that my brain wants to do everything all at once. Like, I want to be drawing right now. And I want to write for the podcast. And I want to read my new books. But I don't want to read my new books because this. And I'm like, why? Why do I let myself go to this stage? I don't know if you do this, but I feel like you might do. Do you ever just, like, have a lot of things to do and you've probably organized them into some list or something yes. and you are organized and you're going to do them but you're just sitting there like this and you're like where do I start yes I've done that I've done that that's my problem I that's my problem actually because I identify the problems that I have in my life as in like oh I have a problem with organizing this specific situation out and then I'm like, yeah, that's a problem. And I don't know how to solve it. <laughs> and then I have to talk with someone to actually know how to solve it. I'm like, hi, this is a problem that I know I have and I don't know how to solve. And they're like, well, it's good that you know that you have it. And I'm like, yeah, that's the only thing getting me through right now is that it's good that I know that I have it. <laughs> oh, it's horrible. That's, that's why yesterday I wrote this list of the movies because I was like, if I'm going to get anything done creatively, this this is the thing that I'm going to get done right now. Right now. For those of you who may be wondering if my Babysitter's Book Club... I always say book club. Babysitter's Club books arrived. Yes, they did. And they're book collection tin. I'm so excited to get into them. But also, I'm only reading uh, two of them over uh, the summer, I think two or three yeah. but I haven't I've decided not to start them now I just want to start them when I'm fully just relaxing that's my point of view that's what I'm thinking right now and I just wanted to mention that because I don't think I have any any other mixtape of the week but I don't know now I'm obsessed since I saw that TikTok I like dioramas and stuff and I'm interested in uh what is it viewing more dioramas and I'm like this is gonna send me into uh whirlpool of wanting to make t tiny miniatures and not making them you know what i mean <laughs> yeah it's just it's horrible i always find inspiration from social media about like new hobbies that i could pick up and i'm like sandra please don't you're just gonna use up a lot of money to buy clay and buy stuff and then my hands are gonna end up eventually getting destroyed with pain and exhaustion yeah <laughs> Yeah, the amount of times I have to stop myself, or, like, from doing things I know I would enjoy, but I would also, like, it wouldn't be the worst, 
be worth the price yeah. that I would pay for them. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't understand that because they're like, sure, just take breaks. Like, that's that's how you do it. And I'm yeah. like, no, that's not the problem here. The problem is that I work myself way too into this interest to the point where I'll only notice a week in that my hands are starting to hurt and I'll be like, I wonder what that's from. <laughs> yeah, like for me, sometimes I get bouts of like writing. Yes. I don't know how to describe it, but like I will not stop writing. Like, I'll, I'll keep making lists. I'll fix up my notes. I'll rewrite the same pages over and over again. And then I look at my hands and they're literally bent. I can't, un- I can't bend them from the shape of a pen. Yes, yes. It's bad. It's bad. We... When we get invested into our hobbies, it's intense. Yeah. <laughs> it's more intense than it should be for a pastime, in fairness. It's something we should enjoy. It is. <laughs> it's iffy at best. It's iffy at best. Yeah. It becomes a problem pretty quick. That's why yeah. it's good to just go for a walk sometimes and do stuff that's a bit more... Like, that people think, oh, that's normal. just a normal activity. And I'm like, yeah, but... Sometimes just going for a walk is better than you investing yourself into this huge project that you've created in your head for no reason. Yeah. Yep. So, is there anything else for Mixtape of the Week? Because I think pretty much I've been listening to the same stuff, watching the same series. But I have been watching and I hate, like, I have a love-hate relationship because I'm loving it and I hate that I love it. But I've been watching Young young Sheldon and sometimes I just hate that I love it. (laughs) I've seen clips of it, and sometimes I watch enough clips where I'm like, I could watch this as a show. Yeah. But then I picture myself actually watching it, and I'm like, nah, I'd get bored in 10 seconds. Yeah. I watch it, what is it, like, evening time? Yeah. And it's good, but it's good because it makes you kind of sleepy as well, because you know what to expect, but not the full thing to expect, you know? So it's kind of like like regular sitcom stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I have that relationship with Teen Wolf. Like, I watch so many <laughs> funny, like, clips of it on YouTube. Yeah. But I'm like, I feel like if I go to watch it, I won't enjoy it because I won't think it's as funny as the clips. Yeah, yeah, I understand what you mean. I do that with a bunch of shows, especially shows that I didn't watch, like, from beginning to end, like uh, shows that would have reruns on TV. It's so much easier to just watch the funny moments. <laughs> then pick yeah. it up from the very yeah. beginning I do the same thing with friends like I'll watch same. all my favorite Chandler, Chandler and Joey moments but I won't ever actually watch the show yeah I've watched re- I watched reruns like when I was in primary school because they would be on in the morning and stuff but uh, we tried to watch it me and my brother tried to watch it again and it, it just wasn't it just wasn't yeah. worth it <laughs> in our opinion yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard to accept that as a reality. <laughs> but yeah, I know that we've gotten to a bit of a tangent, tangent. but I wanted to think if there was anything else. I don't think so. Like, most of my content has been YouTube or um, TikTok. But I think YouTube-wise, I really like uh, Answer in Progress, which is uh, led by Sabrina Cruz. Uh... Taha Melissa Fernandez yes I think so uh they they're really good at like giving you uh content about why certain things work the way they do like um for example if you've ever imagined if you could teach AI to make a pasta recipe 
uh she's the one that gives that kind of videos to you uh but what is it other than that vlogbrothers that's what i watch most constantly hannah witten most constantly and i'm trying to think of anything else no i i have a select few that i watch and i just wait for them to post videos and i'm like these yeah. are the videos i watch <laughs> that's it i really like a uh, youtube analysis ones now you know like video yeah. essays about stuff i like those those are good <sighs> okay so shall we go shall we conclude our episode i think we both have stuff to do we both have food that we're probably gonna eat eventually but we don't know what time so we'll have what she's having we just don't know what she's having right now <laughs> it's a mystery it's a mystery because we're unique like that <laughs> exactly well well i have been sandra welcome to my mixtape i'm tired you have been was our gender bed shame my age and this has been capitalism capitalism Thanks. I hate it. Episode 40-something. <laughs> because I can't remember. And I hope you all have a good day. And it's a wrap.